0: Once this is done, where and David shared his you know, we're ready. We're ready to go. Do you know what? I really love these almonds, and I keep trying to.
1: I'll choose. Maybe you were a squirrel in your former life, just obsessed with nuts. Do <laughs> you find yourself burying them in various parts of the sofa and then trying to retrieve them later on? Or is someone stolen.
0: He's by that accused point. me of burying them. and they're... I do love almonds, though. I think they're so delicious. I love to find a way of softening them, cooking them, and putting them, sprinkling them into cakes and things. They're nice. It's
2: great.
0: Yeah. Why don't you great spice it. almond milk? I hate that, Dave. I remember almonds. buying. Mm. I remember thinking, oh, I love almonds. Let me get some almond milk.
1: You and David
0: are the only people I know who put the L back in almonds. <laughs> we're <they laughs> the only you know ones that? that were? No, I didn't miss the last They put the L back in almonds. No one else. Oh, uh, almond got Almonds. 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 Almond.
1: Almond. Listen, I'm going to get my knife after I've knocked on the door. <laughs> 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 but
0: don't count your knife you're
1: What's the honestly. other one? No, the, ki- the kids do this. Then they say salmon. They say, oh, oh yeah. they I want, yeah. I want a salmon sandwich, and I'm like, don't say the L. They're like, why? I said it's like the K. Okay, it's the stupid.
0: <laughs>
1: right? Are you ready for show? I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Show 55.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: It's a. It's honestly, it's amazing. 55 days. It would take it over two and a bit days to listen to all of us if you didn't sleep.
0: Dave, I'll tell you nice. one of the things, just very briefly. And this, for some reason, I remember when we had to do this song number 17, it's stayed in my, fixated in my head. I can't shake it. And I, it was a Janicean song and it was called 17. And I was thinking, God, it takes me back to being 17 years old anyway. I've just realized
1: our theme song is really relevant this week. Yes, yeah. 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 It's kind of from that time of the sixties. Anyway, are you ready for a show 55? I am
0: indeed, Dave. I'm indeed. Let's go. (laughs) Sorry,
1: Dave. What happened, one take
0: Des? (laughs) Do you know what? I just had the giggles. I don't know why. Suddenly (laughs) I just I'm sorry. I, where that giggle came from, I have no idea. I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't... Say it. I know what Comed, to say.
1: Comedic, comedic President Zelensky.
0: Yeah. Bouche de panier. <laughs> Basket mouth. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, right. Okay, get back. <laughs> I'm there, Dave. I'm there. It's not, it's, this week is no laughing matter. And why I'm laughing, I have no idea. Take Sorry. one. Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. to this week's Des and Dave. Russia invades Ukraine. In America this week, Biden asked who in the Lord's name as Putin thinks gives him the right to declare new so-called countries on territory that belong to his neighbor. Ex-judge who played key role in Trump-Pence feud speaks out for the first time Hillary Clinton slams Fox News attacks and hints at potential defamination, defamation lawsuit. Judge dismisses Trump's Orwell Humpty Dumpty defense, saying war, in, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Jury finds Armin Arbery's three killers guilty of federal hate crime, all that and more
1: on this week's Des and Dave.
0: 55 desmond 55 <laughs> but we can't drive 55 dave i can't drive 55
1: we've made it dave we have and sadly it's a really solemn week because the world order has changed russia has invaded the ukraine i don't know where you were when you first discovered the news but i think it's about three o'clock in the morning my phone started vibrating earlier on in the week <clears throat> and that just told me you know yeah it started. I don't know where you were when you found out.
0: Um, I can't remember where I was, but I I remember that I I have to admit that it it did cause me a tear or two. Mm. Um, But And one of the first things I heard was Trump praising Putin's strategy in Ukraine is genius. And I think we've got a short clip of
3: that. I went in yesterday and there was a television screen and I said, this is genius. Putin declares a big portion of the Ukraine, of Ukraine, Putin declares it as independent. Oh, that's wonderful. So Putin is now saying it's independent, a large section of Ukraine. I said, how smart is that? And he's gonna go in and be a peacekeeper. That's the strongest peace force I've ever seen. There were more army tanks than I've ever seen. They're going to keep peace all right. You know, uh, I'm going to declare a big portion of Ukraine independent. He used the word independent. And we're going to go out and we're going to go in and we're going to help keep peace. You got to say that's pretty savvy.
0: That's almost the first thing I heard, Dave. And it really made me cross. shortly after I learned that Liz Cheney had said, said that former President Trump's adulation of Putin today, including calling him a genius, aids our enemies. Trump's interests don't seem to align with the interests of the United States of America or of the NATO alliance we fought so hard as a country to continue to work together. And I thought, what propaganda to hand Russia? Donald Trump, the former U.S. president, and Mike Pompeo, because we mustn't forget him too, who was the former director of the uh, CIA and the U.S. Secretary of State between 2018 and 2021, both praised Putin. And this is what I thought is this is going to be played on a continuous loop in Russia. You know, and then an interesting point came into my head, and it says, "We must not attribute to incompetence what should be clearly attributed to malice." And that's the way in which I interpreted comments made on what had occurred. The thing is, there's like a couple of different things going on in the
1: Republican Party. You've got a third of them that are like staunch against Russia, like would support him. But they don't really say it that loudly, but support what Biden is trying to do and the world is trying to get across. You've got those that are stupid in following Donald Trump and those that are kind of caught a bit in the middle and are really not sure of which way the wind is blowing. And at the minute, I don't think they can make a concerted effort because even Tucker Carlson, the idiot on Fox News that, you know, was praising Russia and saying, you know, what was the issue, basically, even changed his tone later in the week. So I think this is a confusing one for them. But as you heard there, the former president thinks he's a very clever man. I mean, yes, anyway, he will appear a bit more (laughs) later on in the programme. And again now...
0: Just to add to what you've just said there, which is very important, because Lavrov, who's one of the toughest Russian diplomats, and he's been there around for several years, conceded NATO's unity. And he advised Putin that at this past, the last weekend's Munich Security Conference, every Western representative, declared their absolute commitment, which confirmed that Russia needed to negotiate with Washington. And I thought that was a, quite an amazing achievement by Biden, which has been very much underplayed. Um, and then Biden, of course, moved on to imposing sanctions, um, immediate sanctions on Russia. And that's well, it's one quite of the interesting how...
1: Well, not not just Biden, but Germany and the UK and France yes. and yes. Uh, lots concerned. of other countries. The airspace is now closed. The Swift payments they've finally got down to, which is how they transfer money. Uh, football matches called off. Uh, skiing competitions called off. Uh, teams refusing to play those football matches. Like it. it it's you know, continuous. Like, I wonder how much more of an effect this is having. Like, there's a special meeting of the UN Assembly uh, today, and it's only happened in 11 times in its existence that it's raising the issue in this way. Um, Because there was the Security Council resolution that was vetoed, obviously, by Russia. But it took some diplomacy on the Americans' part because they managed to get China and India to abstain rather than vote against. So this is seen as a success in terms of for the West and in terms of China not endorsing what Russia is doing, because there is also the fear that China would like to do a similar thing with Taiwan. And this is telling them the the lay of the land. But I think it's very hard to see the way the dice will, you know, the way the what will happen in the end. This could be very, very protracted. But President Zelensky of Ukraine, he was given the option by the US to be taken out of Ukraine. And he said, I don't need a lift. I need more ammunition. Mm. The fight is here. And I think what we've seen and what we've seen overnight, we record this on a Sunday morning, that the Ukrainians are fighting for their lives and are prepared to dig in and and support their leader. And remember, Zelensky was a comedian from a TV show in Ukraine that was basically about a guy who got elected as president that didn't have any experience. And then that's what he exactly went on to do. And actually his TV production company and the people behind him turned into a political party and so on and so on. And part of his election pledge was actually negotiating something peaceful with Russia. And he did try on a number of occasions, but I think Putin had made up his mind on that one. And corruption. He's been trying to get rid of corruption in Ukraine. So it's quite interesting to now see him, you know. I, yeah, it's, he won with 76% at the last election, this.
0: Quite considerable. That's a popular leader, huh? Eh? But I think also, just to add to what you've said, is that it's, it's important to recognize that we've had a whole week of quite rapid changes over the course of that week. We started off with the Biden imposing new sanctions on Russia uh, in response to Russian invasion of uh, Ukraine, the initial invasion. Um, And we've now reached a a stage two imposition of new sanctions, which you've, um, and also a response by the West to um the intensification of if you like the um the the russian um move into uh, further moves into ukraine so um we had planned a couple of audio clips for you but i think we we've moved beyond that now that's what the situation was at the very beginning of the week we've now moved on more rapidly to some significant changes which involve for example even in sporting terms, as you correctly mentioned, Dave, the move from having the 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 football finals, um, European new cup finals in, in Petersburg and now it's being moved to France. But it's important just to identify something which I think is valuable, that the question is being asked is whether Putin is Putin is a rational person behaving rationally at the moment, because Russia has placed three demands on Ukraine. Um, One is asking Ukraine to recognize Crimea and the breakaway states, territories of Donetsk and Lubansk as independent countries. He's just gone in, he's captured those countries, and now is demanding that Ukraine, having severed having had this limb severed, saying, now you've got to regard those limbs as independent. This is a hell of a lot lot for the Ukrainians to accept. And then he also asked for the West to cease weaponizing Ukraine. Ukraine is a small country, relatively small country, not, not nuclear country, and it's facing the might of the the uh, the, uh, um, the, the the. Well, they Russian have nuclear arm.
1: power, Des. This is the other worrying thing. They have nuclear power in terms of yes. their power, energy, and stuff. Not the not the. Well, they used to have nuclear weapons when it was Absolutely. part of Russia, but
0: they gave them back. But yeah, it's you're you're right. They don't have nuclear weapons. They they no longer have it. Um, and also the other thing he's asked demanding from Ukraine is that they will not join NATO. <laughs> I mean,
1: I have a, 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 a... Well, this has um, been the uh, the, the long standing thing, and ultimately, I think it was down to France or somebody else many years ago why they were never allowed to join NATO because basically we didn't want to move the border or the NATO border any closer to Russia than it currently is. And but at the minute, you've got all the Western Powers, you know, from declaring no-fly zones over their countries, so no Russians' uh, airplanes are allowed to fly basically over Europe at this moment in time. And they're going around a really, really long way. And then I'm sure the u.s Well, I don't know if the planes could make it that far, but uh, it, you've got this concerted effort that I don't think the West has had to come together. That they are helping. You know, we heard an announcement of all sorts of arms being sent, missiles for the tanks and so on, and i just what am i trying to say zelensky is not necessarily in a particularly strong situation but he's got everybody helping him out with hopefully the best information they can like even i can't remember a time where we we are even getting the updates on the news going british intelligence says this will happen next You know, this, they're going to do this in Kiev and they are here and they are there. So imagine if you are Zelensky and you've met all these Western leaders. Hopefully he's been given his little encrypted devices and told like, yeah, this is the best intelligence we can give you. Because that's the best way they can help. They'll do everything apart from put boots on grounds and the planes in the sky, it looks like.
0: I think one of the other things, Dave, though, that is very important is to hear the the Putin speech that launched this war in Europe, because it's quite important.
2: Let's go when Vladimir Putin took to the Russian airwaves with a menacing tone.
4: I have decided to conduct a special military operation. It aims to protect people who have been bullied and subjected to genocide by the Kyiv regime for eight years.
2: Unfounded accusations of genocide used by the Russian president to justify a full-scale invasion. Putin accused Ukraine of going after pro-Russians in the separatist eastern regions and said Russia would target the Ukrainian army.
4: We will strive for the demilitarization and denartification of Ukraine.
2: Even as Russian tanks rolled into Ukraine, the Russian army's Supreme Commander-in-Chief claimed it wasn't an occupation.
4: We have no plans to occupy Ukraine. We do not plan to impose anything by force.
2: His tone, though, was unambiguous as he finished his declaration with a chilling warning to Ukraine's allies in the West not to interfere.
4: Whoever should try to stop us and further create threats for our country, for our people, should know that Russia's response will be immediate and lead you to such consequences that you have never faced in your history.
2: Some experts say it was a barely veiled threat that Russia is prepared to use its nuclear weapons.
1: But the President Zelensky of Ukraine is actually Jewish, so I don't know how we can define him as a Nazi. Mm -hmm. Let's hope Mossad's involved, Des. Let's hope, you know, the Israeli intelligence is helping out. They're meant to be one of the best in the world.
0: Yes. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point.
1: Um, Because this has also not gone the way Putin has intended. Because he thought he could be able to... The the country is, you know, the size of France and Germany combined virtually. Like, Ukraine is huge. It's not a little teeny tiny country. So there's vast countryside to cover and there's been stories of Russians basically being sent there, even though they didn't know they were in Ukraine. They've broken down. They haven't got equipment. They haven't got petrol. A Ukrainian guy stopped in his car and asked them, like, what are you doing? They didn't even know where they were. This is some of the Russian soldiers' deaths. Like... I don't, I don't, yeah, this is not going the way Putin imagined, I'm sure of it.
0: But one of the key things that, because things have moved on very quickly in the, during the course of the week, the in the first raft of sanctions, Biden cut off the Russian banks. Um, And uh, he's hit the, I think they're called VTB bank in Russia. Um, it's cut off um, it off from U.S. financial systems, and um, and he's now they've now moved on even further still to cut the they're talking about imposing tougher sanctions as the Russians creep further into Ukraine. They reckon at the moment that I believe the Russian army is about 20 miles or so from Kiev, the capital of, um, of Russia. There seems to be a lot of confusion about the mispronunciation of Kiev. It, we've well, there's the Russian noted...
1: pronunciation, which is like chicken Kiev. And then there's <laughs> Kiev, which is actually the Ukrainian for the capital. Oh, so OK. The, That's yeah. what...
0: Okay, it's like, I, was, like you know
1: the the Welsh and the English pronouncing London. I don't know. I don't. That's not a Welsh accent, but yeah, do you know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> the different ways of saying it. Hence the slight change oh, in spelling. But yeah, everyone's falling over origins. themselves. Yeah, they are. The I heard
0: in one. The I heard in one BBC broadcast the both pronunciation in the same sentence. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, this is extraordinary. But what Biden said that the sanctions collectively, both from the Americans and and basically from all the 30 NATO countries, is going to impose severe costs on the Russian economy, both immediate and over time. And what Biden has been very good at doing is repeating this, saying that Putin chose this war and that he, Putin and Russia, will bear the consequences. Uh, but we've got to pray, we've got to give Biden some praise because the steps that he's taken in posing a coordination with Europe, because we have to remember, it wasn't that long ago that Europe was very bitterly divided over the, um, the uh, um, what, what we call it, um, Europe had its own war, didn't it? Internal war with whether or not they go for, what is it called? The, the great... Uh, you know whether they're in 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 Brexit or they're out of Brexit. And so Europe had its own problems, and Biden has successfully been able to bring the Europeans together, um, and they will block the assets of the four Russian banks. Um, and we have to remember that, that 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 this war that we're currently engaged in has moved moved. Forward so quickly that on the twenty fourth of February, Vladimir Ilyich Lenin <laughs> can hardly have imagined that his words describing the Russian Bolshevik Revolution came some hundred years ago could be applied today, and where he, where he said. Um, if I can get this correctly, where Lenin said that there are decades where nothing happens and weeks where decades happen and and history has taught us that dictators win in the short term, but undoubtedly they lose in the long term, and we only have to look at Hitler and Stalin to see this you know um, and we do not need to think. That any resolution to this defence of our democracy will involve pain, not only to the Ukrainian people but also to those who want to defend our democracy. And I had to think of uh, one of the features of the James O'Brien programme was something that he said used to say quite a bit, and he used to say, um, and it's it's an it's came from a. Uh, German pastor called Martin Niemoller. If I get the correction pronunciation correct, and it's it was about the cowardice of, uh, cowardice of German intellectuals and certain clergy, and um, and this followed the Nazi rise to power and subsequent incremental, incremental, incremental purging of their chosen targets, group after group. And when he says, and I remember clearly O'Brien saying this, first they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. And then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. And then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak out for me. So the West is right to come together and prepare themselves for this fight with Putin because one by one he will take, he will reclaim the former Soviet bloc countries and create a massive tensions in Europe that will affect the young. Amazing. Anyway, Dave. (laughs) I I just love that. That last comment. (laughs) Then they came (laughs) for me. There was no one left to
1: speak out for me. well there is a propaganda war going on because at the minute the way that this is being played to the russian people is that you know they they are going to rescue people from the nazis basically and the russian media would have you believe this but at the moment twitter and very facebook and various others they're trying to make sure that information gets through they were flagging some of the russian news channels as unfacted uh, you know fact checking it and the russians demanded they take it down and so on and there's been some some of the cyber attacks taking place in the ukraine and some people have been fighting back with cyber attacks against russia like it's a yeah it's like on all fronts hopefully not ones that involve the big red button though and this is always the thing huh like we, it, this is where it changes the world order what happened at the end of the second world war these institutions the un all these things ultimately have failed if this is where we are at right now a sovereign country being invaded.
0: i tell you one interesting question I was asked this week. Somebody called me and says, what is NATO? <laughs> and I said, well, it means the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. There are 30 members. And they are I said, well, how can the Russians win? There's so many of them. And there's so few. Russian and Russian allies. Um, and of course, you know that the Swiss, Swedes and the Finns want to join NATO, and the Russian and Putin has warned them. There will be severe consequences if they join. <laughs> so that will, you know, when if, if and when it does happen, that will be a membership of 32. That's a lot of people, Dave. A lot of countries, rather, and collectively, a lot of people. Yeah,
1: I've, know, ex- I've run out. this I've run out. <laughs> yeah, run I know out. it's
0: rather, Well, just to, to come back to more domestic affairs in America, the ex-judge who played. There's an ex-judge who played a key role in Trump-Bents feud, and he spoke out for the first time. Um, we have a. Uh, short order of that. The Senate will come to order.
5: Vice President Mike Pence conveyed a calm demeanor when he stood on the Senate dais poised to certify the 2020 election win for Joe Biden. But it had been a turbulent two days behind the scenes, and former federal judge Michael Ludig was at the center of that storm.
3: I was first called uh, by uh, the vice president's counsel, outside counsel, Richard Cullen, on the evening of January Fourth.
5: Cullen was calling for Ludig's help since the former federal appeals court judge is considered one of the yes. top minds in the conservative legal world.
3: Law is an institution separate and apart from politics.
5: Ludig learned his former law clerk, John Eastman, was advising Trump and Pence that
3: the vice president had
5: the authority to overturn the election results.
3: You can tell the vice president that I said that, 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 that he has no such authority at all. And Richard said, he knows that. He says, so you know, we, we need to do something publicly, get your voice out to the country.
5: Judge Ludig had just opened a Twitter account and the two men agreed a message online would be the best way to showcase Ludig's legal analysis and Good, provide and Pence with conservative cover when he
3: acted against saying. the president's
5: push on January 6th.
3: I understood the gravity of the moment and the momentous task that that I was being asked to help the vice president with.
5: The 67-year-old Ludig confirmed with his tech-savvy son on how to use Twitter to blast
3: out his lengthy message. He says, Dad, I don't have time for this, to which I said, you just tell me right now how to get this done or I'll cut you out of the will, OK?
5: And on January 5th, Ludig tweeted his legal analysis, which Pence then cited in a letter he released, saying the Constitution does not empower the vice president to alter in any way the votes that have been cast, either by rejecting certain votes or otherwise. That position prompted Trump to go after Pence in a sense deleted tweet, saying Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution. Trump had pressured Pence multiple times, both in private and in public.
3: And Mike Pence is going to have to come through for us. And if he doesn't, that will be a a sad day for our country.
5: But Pence held firm, returning to the Capitol after the hours-long siege, officially certifying the election result just before 4 a.m. on January 7th.
6: The votes for president of the United States are as follows. Joseph R. Biden Jr., of the state of Delaware has received 306 votes. Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida has received 232
5: votes. Pence called Ludig hours later to thank him.
3: And said, uh, Judge, this is Mike Pence. I said to the vice president that it was the highest honor of my life that, uh, that he had, had asked me, and I will be grateful to him for the remainder of my life.
0: Dave, I should have probably preempt that. Um, audio with uh, just a brief outline of the relevancy. Last week, we spoke at some length about the fake Trump electoral college voters and their crude and yeah. criminal attempt to overturn the Biden-Harris electoral college confirmation. This week, we, this was a true snapshot of a significant moment in U.S. history which demonstrate the fragility of the American democratic constitution. Vice President Pence sought advice from one of the most respected and esteemed federal conservative appeal court judges, Michael Ludwig. And he was the one who just provided a, a key snapshot of how he came to a decision and how he made the decision to advise the vice, advise the vice president not to do what Trump had been pushing him to do, which is basically overturn the decision of the American people to vote in Biden and Harris. Um, and Judge Lutwig, Lutig now is pushing Congress to rewrite the electoral count before the 2024 election to make it clear that the vice president, because. If Pence could do it, Harris could do it in 2024. And Lutrich Lutrich wants to make it clear that the vice president, neither Democrat or Republican, can overturn the election results. And to clarify that Congress has no authority to decide the validity of state electors, because what advice that was given to Trump and Trump was pushing was actually, in reality, criminal. And we touched on this last week, and uh, I just wanted to follow it up by uh, explaining how the vice president resisted it. And the the source of his advice was from this man, this ex-judge, um, and he played a key role. And we weren't aware of this. You know, this is only just coming out. That Pence asked for cover from yes. the same... Yes. And it took thirteen months for him to reveal that. Thirteen months. But we move on to Hillary Clinton, who slams Fox News attacks. Um and I think that Hillary, that Trump has a thing about Hillary. And um and again it comes back to that thing never attribute to Trump incompetence <laughs> what should be attributed to Trump malice. Hillary's good. And I think she's a waste of an A-list politician, and she's a political heavyweight. And I'd like us just to listen as she makes her own case where Hillary slams Fox News attack.
6: And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the way, they've been coming after me again lately, in case you (laughs) might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. So now his accountants have fired him, and investigations draw closer to him, and right on cue, the noise machine gets turned up, doesn't it? Fox leads the charge with accusations against me counting on their audience to fall for it again. And as an aside, they're getting awfully close to actual malice in their attacks. Our adversaries around the world are watching. Republicans are defending coup plotters. They're curbing voting rights at precisely the moment when democracy needs champions, when we should be standing together against autocracies like Russia and China. January 6th last year was a gift to them because they know something we need to remember. America is only as strong as our unity and our democracy allows us to be will claim they're on the side of parents and family values, but they will do nothing for actual parents or families, nothing on childcare, nothing on paid leave, nothing to help working moms and dads get by and get ahead. They will do nothing to invest in our schools or make college more affordable. They'll ban books, but do nothing about guns. They'll make it harder for people to vote, but easier for big corporations to bust unions. They'll let polluters trash our environment and let Donald Trump trash our democracy.
1: I agree. Is that...
5: (laughs) 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 I
0: concur, Hillary. I concur. Isn't that powerful, Dave? I love it. I think it's a wonderful speech. It's such a shame that we can't find... We can't be, you know... She's an A-list politician. Just, you know, the one of the best that America currently has. And then, you know, she's just being purely wasted. We move yeah, on had now a to. Ju- <laughs> <laughs> she-, <laughs> she did. We now move on to judge dismisses Trump's or well, well, humpty dumpty defense saying war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Now Trump lost his bid to duck testifying as Judge judge dismisses his his Humpty Dumpty defense. The judge ruled that former President um, Donald, the Donald, and two of his children, Ivanka and Donald Jr., must testify in the civil suit filed by the New York Attorney General, of course, Dave, your great friend, Letitia James. Lawyers for the Trumps had hoped to block the subpoenas and in Orwell's classic novel um, War is of nineteen eighty four which discusses war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance strength, are the party's three paradoxical slogans which are a perfect examples of how the ruling government uses language to manipulate and control the population's thought process and war is peace." Just for the sake of clarity, war is peace refers to the idea that by placing the nation in a constant state of war, individuals are motivated to ignore their discontent with their government, um, and uh, ensuring as a consequence an unending domestic peace. Freedom is slavery refers to the fact that absolute freedom can lead to a life pursuing pleasure. Ignorance is strength means, as uh, meant in this context, by uh, can be understood by. Um, as being similar to ignorance bliss. If one is not concerned with truth, one's existence assumes an unreflective contentment. And this is what the judge had to say about the Trump lawyers' arguments that Trump is above. Um, the uh, ab- ab- above um, prosecution because he belongs to a special group of rulers. protected class <laughs> that's the word i was searching for a protected class <laughs> so um but it's been dismissed and he now has to go to court he now has to speak and defend himself of course he could shut he could close the whole thing down by doing his famous act of, you know, what's it, the Fifth Amendment? I see, Yes, uh, his,
1: um, I, I plead the Fifth uh, for fear of fifth. self-recrimination.
0: <laughs> yes, as his son's done. I mean, his youngest son, Eric, I think he did it 500 times. Um, so, yes, that's possible. But, of course, if he does that, he will leave himself criminally open. Um, and so we 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 wait, and I think it, there was a three week deadline, or was a three week deadline. It's uh, it's certainly a week later now. Um, so it's a two week deadline for producing um, for for the deposition, and then it, a weeks for producing the necessary papers that they've asked for. So they may be in held history. in
1: contempt of court. It may be stuck in the courthouse shortly. Yes,
0: <clears throat> absolutely.
1: But one oh. interesting thing is to identify from the Lincoln Project exactly where Trump's loyalties lie.
3: You know, the people of Crimea, from what I've heard, would rather be with Russia than where they were.
6: Do you like Vladimir Putin's comments about you?
3: Sure. When people call you brilliant, it's always good, especially when the person heads up Russia.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it also is a person that kills journalists, political al- i yeah. mean, political opponents, yeah. and uh, invades countries. And invades countries. Obviously, uh, that uh, it would be a concern, would it not? He's
3: running this country, and at least he's a leader, you know, unlike what we have in this country.
0: no yeah, but again, he kills journalists that don't agree with him.
3: Well, I think uh, our country does plenty of killing, also, Joe. So. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. we a lot of killers. Why, you think our country's so innocent? No, no, think of it. You know, it's Russia, after all. Somebody said, are you at all offended that he said nice things? about I said, no. In all fairness to Putin, you're saying he killed people. I haven't seen that. I don't know that he has. Have you been able to prove that? Do you know the names of the reporters that he's killed? I had a uh, call with President Putin and congratulated him on the victory, his electoral victory. I want to thank him because we're trying to cut down on payroll. We'll save a lot of money. I like him because he called me a genius. You know, the people of Crimea, from what I've heard, would rather be with Russia than where they were. No one would
1: have ever thought it. If you would have told people twenty years ago an American president will say cue all of those clips, never, 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 never. It's like the Cuban missile crisis, yes, <laughs> never happened, yes, Cuba Absolutely. were just trying to put beaches there, you know nuclear bombs don't exist, oh dear, it's a parallel universe there's I think we have to start shutting these nutters out. We just have to ignore them. This is the problem. Everyone is giving the Nutter's airtime because you're just astounded by what's coming out of their mouths. Like, they, I don't know if you saw, there's the Louis Faroux documentary at the minute, looking at some of the extremes in America. And they basically, Louis has gone to meet some people that are neo-Nazis, say loads of neo-Nazi stuff, but when you ask asking why they're neo-Nazis, they deny they are. I mean, it just, it, 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 yeah, it becomes the snake in, in its own tail, like.
0: Is, is that the bit about ignorance is strength there? They, you know, they don't... They, they, in other words, they they live in a kind of perpetual ignorant bliss. It, it's unbelievable. When you say things like this, it's, hang on a minute. If you create war and you perpetuate war, you know, you, it makes it difficult for people actually to discuss the things that are really important. To create a, a, a functional society, uh, this is this is absolute and utterly crazy. I, I I didn't see the program, but I heard about it, and I I did mark it down for something I think that would be a very good a very good watch. But I never got round to. Has it has it happened? Did the program happen? The Louis Farou. Yeah, this a three part. It's a three part oh, I'll,
1: par.
0: I'll certainly catch up on it. Dave, I'm going yeah. to finally end on the jury finds Armand Arbury's three killers guilty of federal hate crimes. You know they won their civil case. Yeah. Um, and the all three men face uh, lifetime imprisonment. And this was the federal case. Um and it was held in 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 I think a place called Brunswick. And they unanimously found the Travis McMichael, his father, Greg McMichael, and their neighbor, William Roddy Bryan, guilty in all counts. The, apparently, the jury required four hours deliberation. Um, and we previously covered the Georgia criminal trial against all, well, the, the, the trial against all these three white men who were convicted of murdering Armand Arbery and and sentenced um, to life imprisonment. And um, at the, excuse me, sorry, i am just got trying to, <laughs> I have a problem here, I'm just with have a little bit of a problem here with my computer. There we are. Um, at the heart of this federal case was the question of whether race was a motivating factor um, in why all, all the three defendants chased and shot. Arman Arbury, just to just to recap on what happened, mm. he shot, they shot Arman Arbery as he ran through the, the coastal Georgia town. Um, and it was their neighborhood in, in, in February of 2020. And they were charged with violating arbury's civil rights, kidnapping and for the Mike Michaels, the father and son, an additional charge of use of a firearm to commit a crime. Now, after the federal verdict, members of the Arbery family emerged from the courthouse with arms raised. And she said, as a mother, I will never heal. That's Wanda Cooper-Jones's mother. They gave us a small sense of victory, but we will never get victory because Armin is dead. The federal ca- um, charges carry a maximum life sentence. And the defendants now have 14 days to file appeals, etc. And to convict on this hate crimes charges, federal prosecutors had to prove to the jury that the defendants targeted Aubrey because he was black. And for four days last week, witnesses recounted racist interactions with Greg and Travis Michael. And prosecutors spent an awful lot of time in the trial going over racist and sometimes violent content. From the defendant's digital footprint, as they refer to these are the texts and videos, etc. Um, and the comment was that if Armory was another white person joking, this would never have happened in the way it did. Um, and if he uh, hadn't been using public streets, the question asked would it have happened? Um, and the conclusion was. But he
1: should be able to run down a street, man.
0: Very good like, point. Like, like, you know, like,
1: <laughs> my good God, the guy was just going for a run. Very good <laughs> that's point. That's it. Dave. And end up dead by some racist people that thought, like, oh, he's a burglar in the neighborhood, or so they said. Or maybe they were just out for a lynching thinking they're in olden day America. But it was in 2020, that's like.
3: Yeah.
0: Those kind of things can't happen that easily. But. They've now been given the further life. Well, they're awaiting final sentence, but it looks like further life sentence. So there will be multiple life sentences on them. It looks like they're not going to be coming out of prisons anytime soon. This is America today. <laughs> this is America today.
1: But then things are not much better in Britain. Look at the police a few weeks ago with all of the stuff coming out of Charing Cross Police Station, Des, of all places. Like, you know, you can't get more centre of the city. Like, this is where all those allegations were coming out about WhatsApp group. Two uh, of the 14 uh, police officers that have said racist, homophobic, sexist, blah, blah language, that (laughs) two of them were promoted. Two of them were promoted, Des. This doesn't ring as something that you should... I'm sure they were sent on a, you know, something awareness course for a day. Clicked the correct boxes and moved on. And who benefited there? The company that designed the sodding training. I don't know, Des. We've got to keep a watchful BDI on these proceedings.
0: We do indeed. Where will we be next week? This time next week, Dave? That's what I'm wondering.
1: I Will wish the Ukrainian Ukraine people all the best fall? in their fight. No, hopefully not. I wish them all the Will? best in their fight against back like, the Russians. Hopefully they just chat to the Russian soldiers like you don't even know why you're here. Come sit down, chill, eat <laughs> bread. Like,
0: that would be lovely, yeah. wouldn't it? But well, war I, achieves but nothing. I, I tell you what I cannot get out of my head though, and I tried, seriously, Dave. There is an image. And I believe it may well have been TikTok image of a Russian tank driving at a Ukraine motorist in a car. Yeah. And crushing the vehicle. That is real. But hateful. he didn't have
1: to run it over. Have you seen the clip? He chooses to then run it run the car over. Like it wasn't in his way. He makes a deliberate attempt, the tank guy. But fortunately, all the neighbors came out and managed to prise the car open, and the guy was okay. But yeah, it crushed the car. Des. it crushed the car. You're right. The guy was okay, but you can see in the like you know uh, compilation of the clips later on that they managed to get him out. But he literally was squashed in the bottom of the chair. So yeah. that's
0: a memory that's hard to erase. You know, and you think what motive? They're, aren't they the same people? Don't they speak the same language?
1: Yes, but and, they decided and that- to, they want to define themselves. And, you know, they voted for independence however many years ago after the breakup of the Soviet Union and tried to forge their own way. But Putin has other ideas. But, you know, from our resident historian, I hear Putin's gone to other places outside of Moscow. I just wonder it's- how long he will survive. You know, there's always Russia has a history of it. He's a, yes. he's a, he's a, you know, he's been reading his history lately. So he should remember how Russian revolutions happen. Anyway, on that note, Desmond,
0: what are we, we finishing go this to week's show off with? Yes. We, we go back right to the sixties. The Vietnam War. Why, what did we do it for, Dave? Absolutely nothing.
5: Catch you next week, Des. Yes. Yes. to me. Ah!
1: we Come in.